welcome to the Happy Power Hour podcast with G&T. For the girls who dream big, love to talk and most of all have fun whilst doing it. Your hosts, Georgia and Tasha, are friends and fellow Tony Robbins fans. Georgia, founder of Inner Woman Wellness, a women's health platform and Smile Lifestyle, a gift and lifestyle brand. Tasha, owner of Empowered with Natasha, the life coaching company that empowers women to become the best version of themselves. Building their own brands, manifesting their dream life, all whilst keeping their feet firmly on the ground. G&T are here to share the stories, lighten up your days and support you in living your dream life. We really hope you enjoy this podcast and please like, share and subscribe because we really do appreciate it. Look forward to hearing from you. Hi guys and welcome to the Happy Power Hour podcast episode 7. Um, you might be thinking that voice is a little bit different to the usual intro um, and it is because Tasha's hosting today and I am interviewing my gorgeous co-host Georgia um, after she interrogated me um, on the last episode. I thought it was my turn to uh, take the reins. I'm so scared. <laughs> I think I've been, I've been nice with my questions and we've got a little quick fire round. So I'm going to see what you're like at the end compared to okay. what I was like, because I was just not very good at quick fire <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, you overanalyzed massively. So I'll give, you, I'll give you what's like tip of my tongue. Yeah. Um, so how has your week been? How are you? Uh, week's been good. Week's been like mental. I feel like mm. all the weeks are just flying by to start with, but I feel like... I've done about seven days work in about four for my freelance work that I do. And it's just been like, I've got to the point where I feel like I gave 110% that I was like running on fumes. So this weekend, I'm just kind of trying to chill out a bit, but it's, um, it's been good. It has been good. It's um, just, everything's moving at a million miles per hour, just spinning a lot of plates. But I also feel there's been like a lot of energy and we've spoken about it like there was days where I just had no motivation just felt absolutely exhausted and a fit and a lot of people I've spoken to have felt that way so I think maybe I'm glad, it's like, it is when like you speak to other people you realize it's not just me and you, just you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly driving <laughs> driving one another to <laughs> sanity <laughs> I think it's maybe it's because it like as we discussed this last night on our live is the fact that it could be like you know end of the month and the full moon and it's that kind mm-hmm. of energy of kind of it's I think it's always this energy that comes in where you you have to clear it, it kind of makes you stop but then mm-hmm. you try and power through and then you end up doing like hitting head against brick wall and kind of yeah. wearing yourself out more um but yeah no it's it, it's, it's been all right how's yours pretty much the same like we spoke a lot haven't we about like how our energy's been like up and down um I don't know whether it was hard to like pinpoint I think that was the thing for me that I couldn't really I'm like why do I feel like I just want to cry like I was sat like doing yoga yesterday morning and I was just like I feel like I just want to cry and I don't really know why um Mm. and it's I mean as a woman you kind of like is it just hormones is it like what is going on um am I just a bit run down and maybe I do need to take a break so yeah I've just sort of been trying to reset myself this week I think for a new month like review everything mm. I feel like again like I've been spinning a lot of plates probably like you as well that I just feel like just been multitasking trying to do a lot of different things being pulled from all different places and yeah just I feel, I feel better now I feel 
now that I've had that sort of week to like realign and I feel like because we're becoming more aware of like the energy that's around us and as being aware of like when there is a full moon I think that kind of gives you a little bit more it doesn't make you feel so guilty and you're just kind of like oh I'm aware of why I'm feeling like this you know it's same with like mercury retrograde and like understanding that and you're like oh my god that's why I'm not crazy I'm I'm actually normal (laughs) this is why I'm feeling like this but yeah I'm, I'm I'm ready and excited for a new month I just can't believe it's April. Nearly. Yeah, exactly. It's don't. It's it's mental. I'm so I am excited about some of that. I feel like things that you know the lockdown's lifting here. I've managed to book a um, couple of days away with the girls in August, mm. like in Reading. I'm super excited about. I just feel like the ball's starting to roll. So yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to like summer and getting nice. out there and doing different things, such as mini golf. Definitely really? mini golf. Is that a... Oh, I love Mini Golf. Really? I'm so excited for that to be open again. <laughs> it's the best activity. So it just goes to show how, like, as much as like we feel like we've known each other for ages, I'm like, Georgia, big mini golfer. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> what does Still Georgia a crap like mini golfer, but oh my God. You, you know, like, um, when, was it like summer in the OC and she went to play, play, to play golf and she has like a checked like vest on. <laughs> And a little cap. <laughs> I can so see you pulling that off. To be fair, like, to be fair, I did go into Sports Direct once and I looked at, like, all the sporting equipment and it was a lot of pink. And that I was going from a pink phase. I was like, mm-hmm. I'd have this and I'd have that. I, I've had it all planned. But mini golf, you know, I take it very seriously, but I don't normally win and it annoys me. Very competitive. Oh. It's a great I, I can't tell you the difference between mini golf and golf. Is it just a shorter, shorter, oh, it's what's a, it called? It's smaller, but there's also like different obstacles. So it's a lot more fun oh, that you can okay. bounce things off of. So if you hit Got it really you. hard, if you hit it really hard and you do well, then you're like, yes, that's that's my aim. Just hit it as hard as I can to see what happens. Um, I think the last time I played golf, it's a good stress I Junkyard golf on a date. <laughs> yes. See, it's such a good date though. That, junkyard that golf is, is amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Dates that you can do activities rather than sitting across from each other, like over a plate of dinner. That's mm-hmm. that can be awkward as a first date. Go go do mini golf. It's a laugh. Yeah, it was a fun day actually, and I think I beat him as well, which was even better. I'd probably let you win. No, he didn't. He was actually. Just... <laughs> I just don't think he was that good. There's hidden, hidden agenda there. <laughs> He had many talents in other things, but maybe just not mini golf wasn't one of them. Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right. I feel like after that, oh. we should probably get down, get down to the nitty gritty and get, uh, get asked oh. the questions. So let's get started let's hit it. with the... Uh, interviewing Georgia we want to find out more about Georgia who is she what makes her tick so give a little intro like um you asked me to do if you're going on your TED talk um and you're going up on stage and how would you introduce yourself okay I feel like I'm like doing like blind date instead like yeah I'm 27 I'm in Manchester (laughs) (laughs) I like mini golf on weekends (laughs) 
I like the moon. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, I'm 27, based in Manchester. I'm actually a southerner. <laughs> I like the moon. <laughs> I think contestant number three can go. Honestly. <laughs> he looks shit at mini golf. Right, no, come on, like, take the stage, Georgia, go. Honestly. <sighs> right, okay. Right, so I am 27 from Manchester, and I am originally a southerner. So you're very northern, I'm very southern. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd like to say I'm an honorary northerner. I've been up here for a while yeah. now. Adopted. Um, what else? Yeah, adopted northerner. What else do I say? Oh, God, about myself. Um, I'm a bit mad. Anyone knows me is a bit mad. Um, I'm <laughs> a dog mum. I'm a dog mum. Mm-hmm. That's been my biggest role I've taken on in the past year. I'm a dog mum. Love my dog. It was Sprocker Charlie. Um, and I like to keep myself busy. I had a career in TV and events. And I'm now um, pursuing my own businesses and setting up my own um my own projects which I love and I have to always be doing something um I like to keep myself as I say spin a lot of plates and if I don't then I feel a bit lost um obsessively writing lists a lot of the time um try and be organized I can be really organized in work and then if you know me I can be scatty as um hence the podcast sometimes very scatty so mm-hmm. it's um yeah, it's a bit about me, really. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just um, figuring out life as I go, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the journey. I'm fascinated by the um, the Georgia that worked in TV because I feel like you always kind of want to know what goes on behind the scenes in TV. Because <laughs> I imagine oh, it's a bit, honestly. it's a bit wild. It, yeah. I mean, to be fair, like Ollie always says, like he's like, I wish I could see you in your work mode yeah. like I think when I was in TV I, I was in it like from 17 to 17 to 20 22 23 I was in London living and working in London and I worked at ITV MTV um lots of different shows and events and I had the, I had the best time like my 21st birthday was the Brits I was working on the Brits and then so the, the after party like was like my big birthday party which was amazing oh my God. um and it was it it was good fun it was like I had so many times I look back on it but it feels like a completely different world now mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm a very different person to when I was then I was I was young and I was like oh my god this is amazing like I worked hard I played hard and loved it but I was always the youngest on any on anything that I worked on mm-hmm. so I kind of felt like and because I have a bit of a joke I was a bit of a joke and I played up to that a lot and I feel like now if I went back into my tv career now I think I'd I'd like to take it a bit more seriously do you know what I mean yeah. and I think maybe this is being like me being over critical of myself but I just feel like I'm in a very different mindset now like if I see my tv friends like from way back then um and I say like you know I've got a house I don't really Mm-hmm. don't really drink I don't really party hard anymore they're like what what's happened to you and I'm like oh yeah like it's grown up <laughs> oh, it's just 
you just grow up. And I, and, I, and I feel like that's why I struggle slightly when people kind of bring up the stories of me being an idiot. Cause I'm a bit like, but I have, I have grown so much and I have like, yeah. there's just a lot more to me now. Um, but yeah, I guess those are my insecurities that I've got to overcome, I guess. But yeah, it was, it was fun. It just feels like a different, book ago not just a chapter yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah it was good (laughs) I'd love to have seen it like just to like see like because I only know you as Georgia now um I mean and obviously I did uh take you under my wing and go and get you very very drunk when we first met (laughs) but I used um, to be the instigator quite a lot I used to be like I used to hit it hard, um, mm-hmm. but it was, it's kind of, it's, it's hard in that world because like my friends who aren't in TV, like they were, they were still at college when I went to ITV and I was in London and I used to go out a lot and they were like, um, you know, how'd you do it? I was like, it's part of the job. Like part yeah, of the yeah. job it's was going out and it's socializing and that, yeah. that's the issue I have. Um, I think that's a very London um, way of living, isn't it? Where, yeah, because I was exactly the same. And I I was, yeah, it was just like, it was part of the job. Part and parcel of the job was going out and socialising and being that person. And if you weren't, you were sort of looked at as different or that you just didn't, it it kind of represented you like, your commitment to the job I think as well sometimes 100%. That, yeah you had to go out and party even if you sometimes you didn't want to um and 100%. yeah don't get me wrong I enjoyed a lot of it I mean I didn't get to go to the Brits but you know <laughs> so well, who's the most famous person that you've met I'm not getting into this game there's a lot I the, the thing is I used to work at um the London studios so we used to have um that's where I used to feel like Graham Norton Jonathan Ross yeah. like all the big shows and really sadly they've shut the studios and I went to the goodbye party for it and it absolutely broke my heart I met some of I have some of the most amazing friends from that time at ITV um and that was like fuck nearly 10 years ago that makes me feel so old um but they're like some of them like got married and have kids and it's just such a nice like group to be a part of but we obviously we had the big show so we had all the big guests there and our offices were like on the same level as the dressing room floor Mm-hmm. so if you timed things right or you went downstairs or in the studios you'd bump into everyone it was it was amazing it was and to think back at like how lucky I was at like 17 18 being yeah. in the same building as like the biggest stars just was it was amazing like, I was like, very very lucky did they have like a because in my old like offices if we ever had any like famous people come in we were basically told we weren't allowed to speak to them um or like obviously ask for pictures because it's just inappropriate but yeah I would I would I would never ever ask you never allowed to like approach them or like ask for photos like never mm. and I never would I not even now like as yeah, I'm yeah, now I'm it. apart from Jennifer Lawrence I'm saving my one picture request <laughs> for like when I meet Jennifer Lawrence um but I like I'd never do that um but there was like I really don't think I should say this I I had a <laughs> I had a um, interesting dream um, about uh, a member of McFly, and then oh the god, next which day, because I used to have, I was fascinated. Oh, oh my god! I was like, I'm fangirling already. Harry, 
Okay. And I told my friend, who's one of the runners, and she was working on um, this show, and I told her about it. And I didn't know that the show was um, the McFly show. And oh. the uh, studio manager was like, knew that I love McFly. I was like, Georgia, do you want to come down and meet him? And I was like, oh, like, yeah, okay. Like, went downstairs and, like, got introduced to him into Harry. And I just got, like, bright red. Because I obviously was thinking about the dream. Like before, and I literally, and like Lauren, the runner, she literally was pissing herself laughing because she knew what was going on in my head. And literally, that was like probably the most when I've been like really shy. Um, yeah. And then I found girl really bad, quite bad over Ollie Murs. But then like the other ones that came in, I was just like fine with. Like they're just yeah. people at the end of the day. And yes, it's, it's weird it's, when you yeah. see famous people because especially like living in London, you'd see people and. I would always be like, oh my God, oh no, I don't know them, so I'm not a famous person. Like, I can't, like, they're not my friend. And even exactly. like, when you see, like, I saw the, um, I used to work at the Roundhouse. I know we're interviewing you here, but I used to work at the Roundhouse <laughs> in Camden. And um, before, like, Game of Thrones got big, um, like, Kit Harrington and um, the guy who played Rob Stark, like, walked past me, like, together. And I was like, Oh, I was like, oh my god, they're so fit. And I was like, oh my god. And then I wanted to be like, Jon Snow. And then I was like, no, I couldn't because I'm like, I'm meant to be working. And yeah. I was just like, literally like fangirling so much. And I, they get and, it but, everywhere, don't they? Yeah. Mental. But because it wasn't that big, people didn't really know who they were anymore. And I didn't want to draw attention to them. But and at first I was like, oh my god, those two guys are so fit. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, it's them. Uh, <laughs> I yeah I I don't yeah I don't think I like I've never really like lost it over anyone. I just I don't know who I want like Tony Robbins probably. <laughs> yeah, Tony Tony Robbins. To be fair, when I'd Lord cry. Sugar was in, I was like, oh my god, it's Lord Sugar. Um, I Tony think Robbins, Tony Robbins like a huge hug. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. I think I'd cry because I, I I just know like if I meet her like we'll be best mates like I know we would. <laughs> And we'd have to go down the pub for a wine. Like, I know we'd get mm-hmm. on, like, House on Fire. So I, I would I would definitely fangirl over her. Um, but, yeah, I just... The rest, no, they're just they're just people. But it was, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. And sometimes I miss it. Like, sometimes I watch shows that, like, I've worked on and I know people working on it. And yeah. I go, oh, God. And Ollie's always like, do you miss that world? And I'm like, sometimes... But then other times, like, if I do go and do an odd job, like, work on it, I get reminded of, like, how out of it I am. Because sometimes it can be, like, I've worked on this, but I've worked on this. And it it can be like that sometimes. Half the time it isn't. But sometimes I've worked on shows where it's kind of a bit of a, like, that kind of thing. And I don't like that. So, it's... Yeah, sometimes it's nice to dip into, sometimes not. But I, it's 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 a very different. I just like. I never thought I would be this person. I was always very much career girl, like mm-hmm. wanted to be go to the top and really wanted to a career in TV. I didn't want to get married, didn't want any of that. And it was only when I went to Canada and took a year out, and whereas is where I met Ollie, all my priorities changed. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't want that I like my job could have taken me it did take me like to amazing places in the world but it made me want to settle down get a house and prioritize that more than you know going out partying and and living 
that life. It's a, it's a very, um, it's a, I mean, it's loads of people, there's loads of people I know that have balanced a relationship and their mm-hmm. career in TV. Um, I think it is easier if they're in it as well because they get it a lot more. Yeah. Um, but then I also know people that um, have really struggled to hold down a relationship um, because TV can, it, it can take over your life. Like the hours and stuff is, is just a lot. It's mm-hmm. mental. It's like what you said last week. Like sometimes you have to remind yourself you're not saving lives, but some of the things yeah. that went down, you were like, it, it takes that kind of reframe, step back yeah. and reframe sometimes. Um, but yeah, I just my priorities changed, and and now I've kind of shut that book quite a lot. But I think well. as well, you need to remember you are still career driven. It's just taken a different route, hasn't it? And you, yeah, you know, you, you still want to go to the top, but you want to do it in your own way, and yeah. you know, follow your own path rather than going to the top and probably helping somebody else. You're actually going to the top and helping yourself mainly. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, like you know, down the line. I would love to set up, I'd love to, you know, do my own films as such. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, 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 that's kind of my 20 year plan. But it's, yeah, as I say, like it just became very important to me that I need to work for myself and have my own business and get myself set before I have my own family. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm going now. It's mad that we're in that stage of our lives now where it's, I love looking back at like my 20s and mm. fascinated by your 20s as well and like you know that we were probably like in London around about the same time sometimes as well and you know we could have been in the same pub and not known yeah and not known and that's crazy um, could have had a drunken time could have, we could have been drunken best mates we might put, we, we could have made friends in the toilet <laughs> Anyway, that that one question took about 15 minutes. Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) I'll keep it short. (laughs) So your passions and drive, um, obviously we spoke about your career, but I want to speak about sort of where you're at now and obviously Smile Lifestyle and Inner Women Wellness and how those sort of came about and what was your inspiration, I guess, into like bringing those to life? Mm. well as I say like I've always wanted to work for myself and have my own business I've, I've known that from like day dot um I've always wanted that I just didn't really know what it was where I was going to go with it um I did a personal training qualification because I thought I was going to do that um and then didn't didn't gel with me so then I'm a bit of a course junkie like that should have been in my, in my intro course junkie always got some sort of course going on um but I guess when I got I I was working in events and I obviously like literally a year ago nearly to the day um I got made redundant from that and I was like well first off in furlough when I got put on furlough I was like right I've got to do something and because I had suffered with endometriosis um I'd had a real battle with it uh prior couple of years then I finally got surgery um and then was like felt so much better but I just felt that there was it that link was missing for women if they are suffering from endometriosis PCOS uh, menopause uh, infertility you name it I just felt there was so much information on the internet and so many opinions and just 
it's so overwhelming. But I also felt like there was always a load of communities that were amazing and positive, but there's also there's a lot of loud negativity, like very mm-hmm. victim mindset. So as soon as I got put on furlough, I was like, right, I've got to do something to keep me occupied. Otherwise I will drive not only me insane, I'll drive Ollie insane. Mm-hmm. Um, probably end up single. So I was like, right, okay, I need to like get channel my energy into something. So that's when I set up in a wellness. And I basically wanted to create a platform for women that had all accurate information all in one place. So you could literally go in there mm-hmm. um, and then build a really positive community. So I set about setting that up and did quite well with it. Um, but then obviously that wasn't bringing in money and I got made redundant. And it, so then that's when I went back to freelance and I work for an agency now as a freelance production manager. So that just keeps the money coming in. So Inner Woman Wellness took a little bit of a backseat. I've now started my health coaching course. Mm. So how I, cause I, I know that Inner Woman Wellness is, is kind of, I'm going to go back to that and really build that up. Cause I do want that platform for women. Cause I really think that's needed. Um, But with my health coaching qualification, I can help women on a one-to-one basis and tie that into inner woman wellness. So that's like the end goal there. And then Smile Lifestyle came about over like Christmas. Um, I was trying to find hampers for people and like really nice gifts and just couldn't find what I was looking for. Like I just kept seeing all these hampers and stuff that were quite clearly like packed from the pound shop and they were charging Mm -hmm. a fortune. I was like... I just want to put out something there that's like high quality products. So I took the plunge and did that and I've set that up um, and I'm trying to build that now. So yeah, I just, for me, I like giving gifts to people. I like spreading mm-hmm. joy. So it, yeah. it all just kind of tied in. So they are two very separate entities at the minute. Down the line, I'd probably like to bring them together yeah. um, under like one umbrella, but it's, I kind of, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to to build, 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 both of them. But now I kind of go where my energy flows. So I have started in a wellness back up um, because I'm trying to tie in my coaching and trying to build that up. But I'm not putting pressure on myself because I really was trying to like be like, I've got to do this, um, this, I've got to post this on this day and then I've got to get this, this and this. And I was putting, it was driving myself mad, like trying to do another job as well. And so I've had to really step back and take the pressure off of me. So I'm just kind of ticking it along. Um, it will get there. I'm just trying not to put the pressure on myself. I yeah. don't like you and me are the worst at doing that for ourselves. But it's um, it's ticking along. I'm keeping it ticking along. But yeah, yeah it's just to try and help people really. Um, I guess that's what I. That's the end goal really. I kind of wanted something that was a bit more meaning, and I think that's why I fell out of love with TV a bit because. I felt like I was contributing to the problem a bit, like some yeah. of the shows I was working on. Um, and I've, I just wanted to kind of help people in a more holistic, positive way. Um, yeah. I felt like that's what I was missing in like my battle with endo. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where it came from. I love that. <laughs> Another long answer, sorry. <laughs> I feel like we're both like we both have quite similar stories in in the fact that we got made redundant last year and you know we both kind of have been on our own journey since then and want that want and sort of need in ourselves to want to help people but yeah. just sort of it's taken us to now to work out 
how to do that. Um, exactly. But yeah, if you could give your younger self advice, what would it be? This is a really hard one. That's really hard. I actually, I'd actually tell her to lighten up and just have a laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel for quite a young age, I decided like I was responsible for a lot of things that I wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I used to take that on. Um, when actually I didn't need to do that, I could have had a lot more fun. Like even now, like sometimes Ollie's just like, why are you worrying about things that aren't going to happen? Mm-hmm. Like you don't know if they're going to happen. Like why are you wasting that worry and that thought and that energy? I put a lot of a lot of energy into worrying about things that might never yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. Drives myself fucking mental on a daily basis. Um, but yeah, it would probably be just to lighten up and to know that like, you'll figure it out like one way or another you'll be okay because everything works out in the end you've just got to like have that bit of self-belief um I'm very resourceful (laughs) like (laughs) if I'm down and out I'll find a way to get back up and like I'm not afraid of hard work and graft and that's what I do like back in you know last year when Normally, if I was freelance and I was out of work, I'd go get a pub job. But obviously, all the pubs were shut. And that that was my, like, eight weeks of, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. But, you know, when it got a cleaning job, like, I when it got... Um, I had so many different jobs just to, just to keep things yeah. coming in and taking over. Um, and, you know, that wasn't... that Again, that was me. I have to... I put that pressure on myself to go and do that and bring that in um but it's you know I always figure it out and I think that's what I tell my younger self is mm-hmm. just chill out a bit more and have a laugh <laughs> we do still have a laugh we do still have a laugh we do still have, I just think about like I just think like especially when I was younger like really young I used to just be very serious about some things and don't get me wrong I yeah. did have a laugh but I just I just thought things were my responsibility when they really were yeah. and took yeah. that role on um and you know I'm working through stuff now um but I would just like to go on go have fun yeah (laughs) and don't and don't and don't let like I think because like growing up and stuff I'd I had times when I did get bullied and to not listen to what they say because you end up you end up doing your own thing and proving them wrong so to speak yeah but you've got nothing to prove to anyone do you know what I mean like it's 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 always this conditioning from when you're younger and I feel like there's still a lot of demons that I'm working through of like Mm -hmm. feeling that need to prove actually I can do it when actually I don't need that but it's what you put into your mind isn't it yeah and it's like who are you trying to prove it to the only person that you need to prove it to is yourself rather than exactly anybody else um and I think as well, when you look back and, you know, the people from that may have bullied you or, you know, like even myself, like in school and stuff, like when I was younger and you think, where are you now? Like you're, yeah. you're not, you're irrelevant in my life. Exactly. So I really shouldn't have, it's like that saying, isn't it? You know, if it's not going to matter in like five years or whatever it is, um, then don't spend more than five minutes worrying about it. Exactly. Um, so hard. <laughs> because we're still warriors now but I think yeah I think we're just a lot it's being that you know more self-aware um and yeah definitely definitely so 
Um, I had a couple of other questions written down, which there was one which was two parts, which was favourite job and worst job. My favourite job would be the rugby world cup. Yeah. That was just, just the team. I was on it for a long time and I absolutely loved it. Um, also love rugby. So it was a dream job. I feel I peaked at 21. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like 21 was my strongest year. I was like, I'm never going to beat this year in my career. Um, and then the worst, like working on TV, like working on, so I was doing sports presentation. So I was in the core team. So we looked after Twickenham and the London stadium. So we also had the biggest matches and we looked after like the, um, all the sports presentation, sports presentation side of things. So, like, if you went to one of the games, you would have seen yeah. our fan zone that we did. Um, we looked after the choir, um, the firework shows. Like, it was awesome. It was really, yeah. really cool. Um, I just remember, like, the Rugby World Cup final and then just, like, sitting there, like, crouching down the sidelines and just, like, listening to everyone, like, singing the anthems and just, like, the... Um, the, what are they called? The red arrows like flew oh, over yeah. with fireworks. And you just sat there like, never ever going to experience this again. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Um, that was definitely I my love best job. Those experiences in your life where you can just look back and even now you can still like feel yeah. that that feeling that you're just like, I can't actually believe this is my life right now. Exactly. It was definitely like that. It was, it was fucking hard work, but it was amazing, especially yeah. that end, end day. Um, I mean, the come down off of that, though, was just hard. Like, I used to, yeah. every time I did a job, you have so much adrenaline that I would just crash hard, like, yeah, just afterwards. spiral downhill massively. I used to really struggle with that. Um, worst job was when I went to Turkmenistan. I, I did another sports presentation job in Turkmenistan. And fucking weirdest country of my life. And it was just hell, like... I think I was out for two weeks and it was just, honestly, I was FaceTiming Ollie and he was in Canada at the time, just in floods of tears, like on a daily basis. It was, it was awful. That was definitely my worst job. (laughs) Never again. I've got that out. (laughs) We won't give that too much much time. (laughs) Let's focus on the good things. Um, Which leads me on to your biggest achievement so far in life. What would you say? Um, I definitely think I definitely think my career I'm really proud of. If I take the time to look back, I'm not very good at kind of looking at what I've done and mm-hmm. being like, you're doing really well. Um, I think the career I've had, obviously getting our house, that was a massive achievement. Um, and then actually like, actually going to Canada and going out there for a year and setting up what I'm setting up at the minute and actually yeah. doing it. I'm very good at like having a million, million and one ideas and then they end up just being ideas and not actually taking the plunge. So the fact that I'm actually in the trenches now actually yeah. doing it and committing, I'm pretty proud of myself that I'm actually mm-hmm. doing it at the minute. So, yeah. You should be. <laughs> My next question, and I know you're going to really struggle with, was learnings from your biggest fail. I've gone all... <coughs> Elizabeth Day how to fail um just because I think it's one of those interesting questions that you can ask yourself and I think it's good you know even like when relationships fail you know and especially when I'm like coaching people I'm like you know take the learnings from 
whatever that was, leave the rest of it behind because it's not serving you, but take the, all of those learnings um, from that failure or from whatever it was, you know, um, and take everything that you can as a positive from it. Yeah, I struggle with this one because uh, I because I'm very much like that. Like the things that have gone wrong have always led me to the right path, and I'm yeah. a massive believer in that. I mean, at the time you don't think it, but um, biggest failings. Oh. See, I've just written down like jobs I didn't get and the redundancy yeah. as a bit of a cop out. Um, no, because I think I would do. You know, I would probably say the same. That mm. not getting a job led me on to actually the job mm. that I was meant to get. And yeah, I'm a big believer that it might seem like the worst thing at the time. And it's like that rejection, isn't it? And then mm. actually what, uh, two weeks, three weeks later or something, something else comes up and you're like, oh my God, that's why I didn't get exactly. it. Exactly. And I think like, this is the thing that like, my mum always says to me, like every time I, I like phone her up, I'm like, oh God, like this has happened. Like, and I kind of, get myself into a tears she's like Georgia you need to remember like how quick your life changes like mm-hmm. in a couple of days you could get something and then it f- flips everything again and I'm like yeah and then at the time I'm like, oh no, no it doesn't mum literally within a couple of days it it turns yeah. itself it writes itself so I think yeah like the jobs I didn't get the redundancy everything that I think the redundancy is probably the biggest one that I've had in the past year where it's like floored me like absolutely yeah. floored me because I thought it was a permanent job um I thought that's what I wanted um and it, it devastated me um but yeah I guess yeah I guess all those points and that's what I say like every time I'm at that low um I find a way out of it like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of um a lot of my triggers are, are around money and I'm working a lot on my money mindset. Um, so a lot of my triggers can be that. Uh, but I always find my way out of it. Um, yeah. I got myself out of out of debt. I've paid that off. Um, and as I say, like everything that is a, is a fail, you learn from. And I mean, I have this innate fear of failure, which I think most people do, but then like we've done some work together and stuff and you just got to reframe it that it's not it's like what can I take from it what can you learn from it I think everything that you fail at along the way just teaches you different things about yourself Mm -hmm. and about where you've got to be um but yeah I think that's I don't it's a tough one that one yeah is because like do I really want to sit here and list every single one of my failures from the past (laughs) 33 years um (laughs) But I have learned so much from them. Um, Yeah, and I think I just want to say, like, you know, give yourself so much more credit as well for Mm. the fact that, you know, you're saying, like, last year when, you know, you got made redundant and as so many people have over the past year, you know, like, you know, people out of work, the, like, stats have never been so high. Um, Mm. But give yourself so much credit that you actually one on furlough were like right what can I do to be productive here what can I do to you know keep busy and focused and then when you actually did get made redundant you've fucking smashed it mate over the past year and you've lit like again I just don't think we give ourselves enough credit to say over the past year one I've kept myself afloat and I've started my own business like 
give yourself so much credit for that and I'm so glad and lucky I feel that you know we met through this time Mm. and there's definitely a reason why and I'm so grateful for the friendship that we have now and you know the things that we're building and working together and yeah I just I love you a lot and I'm very grateful you know that you literally like (laughs) you are my like my soundboard and you are the person that I go to you know when yesterday when I was only crying and I'm like I just need somebody I couldn't even send a voice note because I was only crying and I just think we have to like we're always you know being uh, like each other's like cheerleader but you need to sort of remember that sometimes you need to also cheer yourself on a little bit even though sometimes you do need that help exactly and I think that's I think that's the thing like I said to Ollie I said like I am so grateful that I've got you in my life and that we've met because it's you're on exactly the same journey going on and the kind of that development journey has really kept me grounded and has I think it's I think being on that journey is so it gives it's, it's that anchor for me and I definitely yeah. think like like the friendship that we have is it's definitely like my anchor and that definitely yeah. is um yeah I'm very very grateful for it me too <laughs> um future dreams and how would you say I always find this such an interesting question to ask people um how does your dream day look like so your ideal like work day how does it run or just your ideal day in general where do you live where are you waking up what do you do when you wake up in the morning who's there I love this question (laughs) so and I have it like written down in my journal like love this yeah um my dream is to have like my own business and to have that around my family um, and to just be like set for life. This is like uh-huh. just comfortable, just live a really nice life. I'm not, don't want to be a millionaire. I just want to be like set. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my dream day looks like living somewhere, probably like Nutsford, where it's like, enough of a really nice towny vibe Mm -hmm. but has like you're in the countryside um and I'd like to build a house from scratch so we've done that we wake up in like our dream house um I wake up around like seven I'm not not Mm -hmm. an early riser 7 a.m go downstairs have breakfast with the kids and with Ollie and then get them I have like one girl one boy and then take them to school come back then do a workout with ollie and then i do some work take the dog for a really long walk um do a couple of hours work then i have lunch with ollie then i do a couple more hours then me and the dog go and collect the kids and then we have like a really nice like as soon as they come home i'm off work we just spend some really nice time together um yeah and that for me is like what it looks like I very much like when I have kids I want to be able to enjoy them um Mm -hmm. and have a business and stuff but because I also want to make sure that I have my own thing because yeah kids do grow up so I want that I want to have that thing that I can then go back to and I think like as the kids like as my business develops and grows and everything builds I want to invest in female-led companies and startups yeah. that's what I would like to do and, and mentor that side of things is definitely massively something I'd like to do um so yeah that's kind of my dream day and just to go on 
amazing holidays because we can and explore Mm -hmm. the world i'm driving a range rover for sure yeah um and yeah that's just that's just what i want i just want that like a nice life do you know what i mean like amazing family amazing friends and to just have a lot of love in my life yeah which i do i do i'm very i'm very lucky at the minute and i'm, I'm very happy with where i am at the minute it's um it's sometimes like i have to write down my gratitude in the morning and stuff and like mm-hmm. really get centered present because i'm very good at looking think thinking 10 yeah. 10 years ahead yeah. and actually I'm like actually amazing now like enjoy it what you have now. Yeah. yeah um so yeah that's that's one thing I'm working on but it's yeah no it's I'm excited I think that's the thing as well because like we have this vision for the future and you know what um you know your life's going to look like and you're so excited to get there yeah. But actually, we just need to enjoy more in the present. Although, you know, obviously being in lockdown and things, but there still is so much that we can be grateful for. And that, yeah, where we're at actually now is probably where one year ago, self wishes that she had, you know, and I think 100%. it's yeah, more thinking, you know, this time last year, I probably just been put on furlough and I now look really know what was going on. I know. And you just kind of think, I mean, definitely like, like last January, I was like, right, want to leave my job by the end of July, want to be working for myself. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing that. And I've still, and I'm like, right, okay, what's next? And yeah. still, you're not giving yourself time to go, fucking hell, I'm like doing all right. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm definitely, I'm so much closer than I was a year ago. Exactly. And I think that's the thing, like, in hindsight, I'm like, you know, I would have loved to have been like, I'm building up my own stuff on the side and then, okay, now I can leave my job and, and do it all that yeah. cushy way. There's, there's days when I'm like, I really wish it happened that way. Yeah. But actually, do you know what? We figured it out and it, yeah, you figure it out and you just, you make it work. You're and, making it work. And it's made me, do you know what? This whole process and just like starting my own stuff and everything has made me realise, you know the saying that like, you'll never be ready for kids? Because in my head, I'm like, I want x amount saved want this done and this set and everyone's like georgia you're never gonna be it just happens you just deal with it and now i think because i've experienced this i get that a lot more that saying a Mm. lot more i'm like i can see that that you just figure it out yeah you can never be prepared for it but it's like when you like try and plan your childbirth isn't it like you first like given birth and like most people say just don't plan because it won't go to plan you just literally have to just like the more relaxed that you go into it and just allow it to happen rather than saying I have to have a water birth and then if so for whatever reason you can't do that then it's just going to make the whole experience um, less enjoyable um but yeah um one more thing well a few more things actually advice you'd give to listeners wanting to pursue their own thing just do it there's never gonna be a right time you're always going to have the fear. You're always going to have a self-imposter syndrome. And that's where like the mindset and the, like you have to work on your mindset and your personal growth. Otherwise, unless you're already at that level, but mm-hmm. I don't know anyone that is, you have to be open to, to growing as a person. And yeah, you, you're always going to have that fear. It's always going to be the scariest thing you do. Yeah. And every day it's like, oh fuck. But... <laughs> 
I feel like we've said fuck a lot in this episode. Honestly, fuck's the best word though. I love it. Um, you just, you're always going to have that fear. You just take the plunge. I've spent years like dilly dallying and yeah, same. Not doing it, and now I'm in it. I'm like, fuck, like I should have just done it, like <laughs> done it sooner. And that's the thing. And yeah. you just, you just got to go for it. And if you, if you believe in something, and you believe in it, it it will get there. It may have to change over the years. It may take a different way yeah. than what you set out to be. But if you if you have this goal and you have this vision, you have to believe in it and you have to keep it very strong in your mind to keep you going. And that is that's what you will it will come yeah. it will happen. One way or another it will come to you because you have that belief and it is meant to be yours. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Vice of the future. Um, <laughs> who are the three people who have been most influential to you? Definitely my mum. Like, my mum's yeah. the best friend. She's been definitely influenced. Her fears have also influenced my fears a lot, I feel, yeah. quite a lot. Um, but, yeah, she's definitely been my biggest influence. Um I definitely, do you know what? Short amount of time, but I'd definitely say you. You've definitely come <laughs> into my life and have just definitely just fl- flipped things massively. Um, oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then I think the third person, I would say, I would say, Ollie's, effect- Ollie's affected my life in, in a very different way because he's so relaxed yeah. he's horizontal mm-hmm. so I'm trying to like that's trying to get that influence from him on me yeah. I try every day um that's definitely been a major influence um and then Sophie she's my best friend and she's she's definitely been a big influence as well she's very level-headed and very um what's the word pragmatic like how you can kind of separate like she can break things down and can see it like yeah in both ways um which is Definitely in many times when I've called her and having a meltdown, she can break it down and help me see things um, from a different perspective. So that's definitely been a massive influence on me as well. Um, but yeah, when, when you sent me that, I was like, I wish I had like a kind of, like a mentor. And yeah, I know what you mean. I think that's what I'd like. like. Oh, big T, Tony Robbins. But yeah. Like, yeah, like one, like someone that you were like really close to who would... Mm. don't know it would be good to be close to a tony robbins you yeah know, somebody exactly. that yeah you're my tony <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're my tony <laughs> we'll just start going with the two tonys <laughs> um right final question before i go into the uh quick round um what does happiness mean to you happiness means to me a healthy happy family two kids boy and a girl um mm. Charlie, the dog, and Ollie, and just having a nice, comfortable life, like yeah, and just doing amazing things. That's that's mm-hmm. literally happiness for me, um, yeah. and just being in the house with Charlie and Ollie at the minute—that's my happy place. When he's not running in the road, yeah, when he's not running in the road, like fucker, fuming, <laughs> dick. Can't wait till he gets his knackers off. Hopefully, he chills out a bit. Asshole. Oh, 
thanks so much. I love that. I feel like I've learned so oh. much more about you as well. <laughs> got I feel a few like counselling sessions. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Like I was like, oh, I wasn't sure if I was going to enjoy being the interviewer, but I've really enjoyed it. Um, oh, so quick so fire deep. round. Um, just right, got a few questions. Don't think about it. Just answer it straight away. Um, what are you reading okay. currently? Oh, um, I'm reading. I'm reading a couple. I'm reading Bed to You, um, which mm-hmm. is like better than Fifty Shades of Grey. It's fucking brilliant. I'm reading that. Then I'm reading um, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein, oh, yeah. which you got me for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, loving that. Um, yeah, those are my two at the minute. Okay. Um, dream Hindu location, just for future oh. <laughs> Dream Hindu. Um, oh, God. Ah, somewhere hot. Like, I don't want to say Ibiza, but something like as beautiful as Ibiza with stuff going okay. on as well but like just beautiful sandy beach yeah probably yeah something like that um first thing you do in the morning uh p (laughs) you're gonna say that (laughs) and then i come down i give the dog a cuddle with a chat um and then yeah make a make a cup of tea and then i go and do some um journaling and meditation okay um one thing you're looking forward to this year um to see my mom i'm really excited to see my mom she's coming up soon um and to get the fucking garden done <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um, so for that if you could change your name else. what would it be <laughs> if i could change my name yeah what uh, would be? princess consuela banana hammock <laughs> No, um, it would do be, you have... uh, Eva. I, 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 I you know what? I really like that. <laughs> crap back. I really like that. <laughs> Let's crap. Let's back. I watched the episode last night. It's so good. Um, I would. I really like the name Eva. I've been been spinning oh. around that name at the minute. So I think it's because it's in my bed to you book. So <laughs> okay, I could see you as an Eva. Hmm. Um, I think George is so. Yeah, you do look like a Georgia. Do you have a hidden hal- talent or what is your party trick? Oh, I don't have a hidden talent. I think I'm a fantastic dancer when I'm drunk. Like, okay. Sophie has so much blackmail material on me and it makes me so angry because she could honestly, like, ruin my life with what she has on her phone. Um, what's my party trick? What do I tend to do? I'm quite good at doing a Scooby-Doo impression. Oh, really? I don't, that's not quite. After a few drinks, or just yeah. if I ask you to do it now? Scooby-Doo! <laughs> that is actually really good! <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what my trick is. No, no, As I say, no, like, I'll take I it. just... <laughs> okay. um, first job you dreamed of doing as a child? Oh my god! I was obsessed. I really wanted to be a dolphin trainer, and then oh I wanted god, to be a me vet. Too. Literally, and then I wanted to be a vet, yeah. and then I found out that I had to put the animals down. And then for years, I was dead set on becoming an actress, like years, and then TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are you most afraid of? Spiders. Fucking hate them. Any or oh, any okay. spider? Like no, absolutely not. 
Um, and what? Where is your happy place? Home, here Home. on a sofa with the dog, with Ollie, just vegging out. Chill. That is, yeah. I mean, I've done a lot too much of that this past year, but so I'm looking out to play mini golf. But um, yeah, yeah, happy place. Yeah. The, the golf course. The golf course. <laughs> <laughs> Dino golf. <laughs> I think that's a good way to end it there. Yeah. Thanks so much. I've loved this episode. Oh, me too. Yeah, if you um, would like to get in touch, yeah, we always want to hear from our listeners. um, Any feedback, if you want to leave a review, that would be really helpful and really kind. We know that you're listening, so it would just be really (laughs) nice if you just leave that review. Um, we are doing um, bi-weekly Instagram lives, but we're just kind of getting the um, knack of it at the moment. And we went we went live last night and then it just got deleted. Yeah. So we don't really have proof that we have done lives, but we have and we are coming. <laughs> and we've also got our new Instagram account, which is the Happy Power Hour podcast. So if you'd like to give us a follow um, and we will be sharing more content on there. Um, but yeah, anything from you to finish? Oh, Tony Robbins quote to finish on, yes. obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, from Big T. So, at any moment, the decision you make can change the course of your life forever. Oh, I like that one. Very apt. I like mm. it. Yeah. Oh, no. Anything you'd like to finish good. on. Thanks, guys. No, I've, I've, I've loved it. That's, um, I feel like, I feel therapeutic. It's yeah. been a good time. It's been like a good, a good actual happy power hour. Mm. and obviously like when we feel when we're filming this when we're recording this it is a full moon tonight so purging yeah, all of all of the stuff we want to let go so yeah i'm excited letting that go but yeah uh, thank you so much for listening guys and we will see you on the next episode mm-hmm.